Welcome back, good people of the world. This is an emergency episode of Gab with Gwen podcast. This is your girl, Gwen. Today is Thursday, May 28th. And I got to tell you, I have this week off and it has been an emotional roller coaster of a week due to the news and the news cycle. So yes, we all know we're in the midst of the COVID pandemic, which is kicking our asses all over the world, still in America, still in New York, you know, and we're all trying to adjust and cope with that, right? And through the news cycle of the last few days, honestly, last few couple of weeks, it is clear and apparent that although COVID-19, the coronavirus, was able to shut down many aspects of the world's economy, um, our daily lives, the one thing that shines through regardless, like a roach, like a fucking rat, is racism, white supremacy, bigotry, right? And now some of you are like, oh, I'm going to turn this off. She's not keen about something. Here we go with this black shit. But I'm sorry if it's uncomfortable for you to hear this. And I need to I need to get this off my chest because I'm here not enjoying my time off. I'm emotional. I've had conversations over the last couple of days with my family members, my friends who are Black. And it is a constant state of not mourning, anger, like all of these feelings of you just living and just trying to live your life. But there's these outside forces that always remind you that you're not safe. There's these outside forces always reminding you that they think of you as less than, they think your life is not worthy. And social media intensifies it, and I'm not blaming it. It's good because we're seeing it, and I know a lot of people say don't share it, uh, and, and awareness only takes you so far, but there's so much denial that it needs to be rampant in people's faces. It needs to be visceral. You need to be slapped with it. And although there's a risk of being desensitized, it needs to be shoved down people's throats because you're not paying attention and you're not doing anything. And so let me start with George Floyd. May he rest in peace in all of the stuff that's happening right now with the riots. I had a conversation with my mom. You know, she's in her 70s. I talk about her all the time on this podcast. And I always like to know what the older generation thinks. You know, I ask her, I've had conversations with my parents. They're not American. I said, you guys came to America and you came, you were alive during civil rights. What the hell were you thinking? You know, we we talked about this. And my parents are super pro-black. If you can't tell, I'm super pro-black. And... I said, how do you feel as someone in your 70s, someone who lived through civil rights, who's aware of everything, how do you feel? And my mom, she's like, it's worse today. And I said, I said you know, how could you say it's worse? I said, it, it's, is it the same? She said, well, it's worse because it should not be the same. She said, for as old as I am and to have seen everything that I've seen, this generation and you should not be seeing this all the time. All these people died, all these leaders, all this stuff. And we're a lot of ways in a stagnant. So there have been some upward mobility slightly, maybe socioeconomically. But the U.S. police force was created 
as an outshoot of slave patrol for, for you guys who don't know that they used to you know hunt down slaves and we're, we're just in this ball of always being the boogeyman i don't have any brothers you know i have sisters only i talk about them all the time i have male cousins i have uncles you know uh my nephew he's seven and i think the difference with black people is that we don't see the news and say oh it could be somebody else we know it could be us due to the experiences we have whether it's microaggressions any interactions we know when we see these things happen in the news, we take it personally because we can empathize and are very clear and cognizant that that could be us or someone we know. So it's not this distance or it's not something that you look at and you're like, oh, too bad he did like, the, you know, like like white people. Or honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the conversation about POCs because I'm like, you know, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Uh, I'm feeling really uncomfortable about certain things I'm observing. And what I'm observing is silence. And the thing about American society, we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, is that globally, African-American culture is celebrated. And there, it, it is celebrated in terms of entertainment, athletes, clothes, um, fashion, all of these things, you know, swagger, speech, all of these things are consumed, have become businesses, are profitable, and even in this day and age, any people who are not Black now absorb the culture, enjoy it, and profit off of it, whether it's through a musical, their style, the influence is rampant, right? But we always say that people want our rhythm, but they don't want the blues. And this is what it is. Everybody want to be black until it's time to be black. And this is where, and this is what being black is. It's you not doing anything wrong. You're not committing a crime, and you being accosted by the police and then putting their knee on your neck until you die, very casually, in broad daylight, in front of people like it's nothing. And for me, that just shows that this is your everyday behavior. Nothing has changed. It's just that we have camera phones now. We got smartphones and we have the internet so we can share it, right? And the cavalier approach of the police is disgusting. And the politicians don't want to touch it because there's a lot of power behind the police. They're unionized. There's a lot of influence there. And Let's be clear. I I don't I think I've ever said this on this podcast, but I have several family members who uh, have been in the police force in Jamaica and here, and I, no one's actually active right now. But I understand the place of the police. I understand how Black people get into the police. People are trying to look for a decent job, a career, all that stuff, and that code of blue though is so sick and. People don't know right from wrong, and it's just abused, and Americans turn a blind eye. And this is really hurtful when something is so clear and you don't say shit, or there's some contrarian devil's advocate for what? What are we, what is the devil advocacy on this? All right. Are, are you guys. Who's that one? Epstein? The fucking child molester? Where y'all like, oh, well, no, no, you're not. It's sometimes shit is black and white. Sometimes shit is just clear. 
no pun intended, black and white. Sometimes shit is just clear. That shit is clear. You, you're a first responder as a police officer. Your, your job is not to be first fucking murderer when your life is not in danger or anything because you just feel like it on a whim because you don't value black people's lives. It's fucked up. And what I'm mad about is, aside from that, right, all these hashtags, it's annoying. You know, and you guys can go on my Instagram and I've posted, right? It, it, it's tiresome because it's like, I don't want to have all this awareness. I want to see action. And the other thing is that it can't just be black people saying it. It can't just be us. We're in the minority, and in the terms of power structure, we don't even have the power. Other people need to acknowledge that it's wrong. The same people who are consuming it, and you're being cool, and I'm going to say names, and I'm not naming them particularly, but I just want for people to be able to make the connection. Because when I say this, like, everyone's consuming, everything's just cool to be black. You're like, what are you talking about? Bruno Mars, what the fuck is that? Bad Baby, what the fuck is that? Justin Timberlake. Like, let's just talk about how black culture is just the center of American culture and it's consumed and it's used and it's profited off, right? And you be cool. You want to be cool with the black entertainers and all this stuff. That what makes you cool, right? So now when real issues hit, step in and be vocal then, right? Step up and say something and be a part of it. And I'm not looking for any white savior. I'm not looking for that. But how are you going to consume all of our shit? Fuck niggas, all right? Because y'all like to fuck black men and fuck black women and, you know, objectify us and videos and all this shit. You want to do that. But when people's lives are on the line, you're quiet. It's silence. What the fuck is that? You're like, you don't know what to do. Nigga, you know what to do because you know how to call the police in Central Park when nothing's happened to you. Amy Cooper, Permit Patty, all the Karens. Don't tell me that you don't know what to do because you know what to do more than we do <laughs> because you are benefiting from the power structure and something coming from you unfortunately resonates more and is going to be more listened to than when it comes to from a black person. So that's why it's important. Now, Flip side, well, we feel scared. We shouldn't say something's not our place. Nobody's telling you because I just said I don't need a savior. No one's telling you to come in there with a cape and be a superhero. No one's telling you that. But you should be a part of it saying, I support you. I condemn this. I think this behavior is wrong. I also am going to reach out to my local legislator. I'm going to, you know, call the mayor of, uh, where are they? Minneapolis. I'm going to take a part. And I support you in this because I know it's wrong. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. And it can't just be silence when these things keep happening. You know, you deal with it. I'm going to sing and dance with you. That's, that's, how do you do that? You look real suspect. The silence is deafening. Okay? It's deafening. And it's deafening about the situation with, unfortunately, with George Floyd. But same thing with Ahmaud Arbery. We just were talking about like two weeks ago, all right, where it wasn't even, okay, he was a retired police officer, but random people just killing a man who's jogging. Oh my, like, yo. And, and you're trying to justify it. Oh, he walked into, 
a house that was being built, a property that was being built. Who hasn't? Have you guys ever? I lived growing up. I live in a complex that was new houses. There's always new construction. You would ride your bikes through there, do all the stuff. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? That's not. And it wasn't even their property. That's not a means to kill someone. Hello? Hello? Silence. Silence. Okay? Brianna Taylor, a few weeks ago as well. First responder killed in her own home because they went to the wrong home. Just black people talking about it. Okay. Um, then you have the Central Park shit, which has so many layers uh, with the Coopers. Okay. Amy Cooper and Christian Cooper. The woman blatantly lies and goes into a whole performative act to call the police because she knows she's putting the man's life in danger. Now, she's temporarily lost her dog. She'll get it back. The job, she'll get a new job, right? So there have been some punitive actions. Cool. Now, I've seen that Christian Cooper is like, oh, I didn't want us to go so far. (sighs) The cooning here, right? So here I am here complaining about white people and other people of color not speaking up. Black people, I have a message for you too. When these things happen, don't be apologists. Don't be, don't be apologists. Don't be like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Blah, blah, blah. There's a, there's um some actor, Jason Bedoya, something like that. He, from the UK, he's getting dragged by people on the internets because he said, I, he's like, I hate white racists. Keyword being racist. Now, you should only be offended if you're racist, not if you're white. Now, if your whole thing is you feel some type of way, then look into why you feel some type of way because you should be like, shit, I hate it too. But if you have a problem, then that's you. But there were tons of black people getting at him like, oh, well, it's not just white. You shouldn't just be about black. You should think about everyone else. Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I say this all the time. If I am doing a breast cancer walk and a breast cancer event, and now a bunch of people jump in, uh, colon, colon cancer and, and, and bone cancer and leukemia, the, the whole, everybody knows that all cancer matters. Everybody knows that. So don't come at me with your all lives matter shit because no one has ever said that. But let's be real. All lives are not at risk regarding this particular issue. So let me rock with my breast cancer, you know, event in peace. And when it's your time, we can have it. Or if we say at some point collectively we need to have a all cancer thing, cool. But y'all don't ever see that, do you? It's generally very specific because there's a specific population, especially with a group. Um, there's an intent, there's a demographic. There's something that's impacting this group, which is why it's being highlighted. And that is not for you to now come and jump on it and try to jump in front to get your own fake agenda looked at because you don't want to address that issue. That's not fair. Okay? So don't come with the All Lives Matter. Black people don't go coming at this man trying to denigrate him or belittle him or jump on his argument because he's calling a thing a thing. It's John Boyega, or Boyega, that's his name, John Boyega, okay? I think he acts in Star Wars or something, I don't know, Nigerian, uh, Nigerian descent, but he's British, and he kept it all the way funky, and here we are, you know, this Uncle Tom shit, this coon shit, stop it, stop it, and that's the same thing where we had the other boy, um, 
the other guy, young guy, 20 something years old, who was shot in his living room by a police officer who went into the wrong apartment, thought it was hers. The most suspects of suspects. I mean, are you kidding me? How do you go into the wrong apartment on the wrong floor, not realize you're in the wrong apartment, and then kill the man, and then you get away, and then you get hugs by the black judge, and you're getting reprieves from his brother saying he forgives you? I'm going to go into it, not today, because I'm not in the mood. I'm going to go in about this coonery, tomfoolery that I see black people do all the time when justice is being served or attempted to be served against white people for blatant injustices against black people that are racist. You have to stop that. Okay, that was Botham Jean. And I think he was West Indian too. Just disgusting. Don't do that shit. So look, white people, other people of color, let's be clear. People of color is a term that I've heard people complain about. And I'm like, you guys are so sensitive. But you know what? They're, they may have to, they might be onto something, all right? Because people of color is inclusive of other ethnic minorities. So it will be uh, Asians, Latinos, Middle Eastern, um, you know, other people of color who have, uh, Native Americans, who also have had different experiences with, just different experiences being the minority with a majority culture, which tends to be white, right? In this case, it's white. However, black. I saw a meme and someone said, you know, black people fight for civil rights and everyone else is fighting for their own rights. So don't try to latch on to people of color. We're with you, black people. We're cool. I, You know, I want your struggle or I'm cool with uh, your culture and all this stuff. But when it's actually time to speak up, you don't say anything. It's sad. You know, that's funny. I actually follow, um, this is a YouTube channels and they, I've, for years I've watched them and they're, it was started by two Asian American kids. One guy is Chinese American, one is Japanese American. And they're, they've had different, like, the whole crew for different years that they built up. And, um, one of the guys always says that he built it on the model of the Wayans, where he always thought like, wow, how were they able to get in living color on TV? It was his family. It was black. He always loved that concept of, you know, helping his community. And and he has done it and really given Asian Americans a voice in comedy and made his own thing because obviously major networks and stuff weren't really paying them any mind. And a lot of things, them growing up in the West Coast, you know, in LA area, uh, there's a lot of obviously Mexican culture and, you know, some African American culture. And some of them are, I think they're more closely aligned with Asian culture and Latino culture, right? Because they're also married to each other and different things. And there's the influence just being in LA. Obviously, they like hip hop. They all love Tupac, all the stuff of black culture, like I'm talking about. And so they do have black guests and stuff on the from time to time. Not a lot, but they have been. But I, I do see them as people who they've never said that they are down for the cause. That's true. But I feel like, man, you, you guys have a platform. I've seen you talk about different things. I would love to see just on your social media, something, just a post something. It, I, I'm not saying that you got to be the most power to the people, but just an acknowledgement of it. And I'm not picking on them, right? Because again, I'm not saying there's a savior, but it, it's, it's deafening because these are people who you start to feel some camaraderie or 
something with like, oh, they're people of color. I'm hearing about their issues, their struggles as Asian Americans growing up or Mexicans growing up and their experiences and how they're adjacent. And they talk about shit. Sometimes they had tips with black people. Sometimes it was, you know, they talk about these things. And um, and there's also a comedian that works with them. I think he's actually super dope. And, I, you know, his best friend, I believe, is African too. And I again, I don't think that you have to be caping for and caping just means like wearing a cape for all these black causes things like that but when i when you have connections to the black community and you see you know you you are inspired by these african-american artists entertainers you follow them all stuff who are for the most part being pretty vocal right now how can you just be silent and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just weird because, you know, it's not that we have to always know where you stand, but shit. Then it becomes like, all right, well, do you see me or are you just consuming me for entertainment? Is this just all superficial shit? Like, yeah, it's cool. The black shit is cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that shit, like I said, everybody wants to be black till it's time to be black. You want the rhythm, not the blues. And the blues come with it. And I know sometimes people don't say things because it's going to impact their followers right? Because look, you probably have different supporters who are, who think that these things are justified and you don't want to rock the boat and you just want to keep it in your lane and you're not, you didn't sign up to be an activist. Well, motherfucker, I ain't signed up to be an activist either. So you know what I mean? Like that, I didn't either, but I'm just living, right? And if it happened to one of your black friends, I don't know, would you say something? Right? Because it could, it could. So yeah, listen, we all didn't sign up to be activists, but shit, we're living and these things are just happening to citizens living their everyday life and minding their own business. And people are hunting us down. And say something. You know, say same way after September 11th, everywhere. Port Authority, the airport, anything, Penn Station, anything you see, New York and outside of it. If you see something, say something. That should apply to police brutality and blatant white supremacy and racism. It really should. And because it lets me know that you see me and our relationship is real. When there are things that happen to any group of people, I'm vocal about it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the Middle East, if it's Asia. Shit shit is popping off in Hong Kong like a motherfucker right now. All right? I'm keeping a close eye on that. It's say something right? It's it's not right, right? It's not right. And speak the truth into existence because your silence really is a message. And if it's not your intention, your, si- your silence is showing up as you being complicit or you being in agreement with the police. And that may not be your intention, but that's what it is. So I want everyone to know that it doesn't matter, you know, and I'm not, that's why I didn't really focus on white people on this, you know, the white people, you always think I'm getting hard on you. I'm not, I'm really looking at other communities of color, people, you know, people of Asian descent, Middle Eastern descent. And when I say Asian descent, the whole continent, China and the subcontinent, India and the subcontinent, Pacific Islanders, I'm talking about everybody. Okay. Um, like I said, um, Hispanic Latino descent, all right. Middle Eastern descent, North African descent. I want to see you say something, Native Americans. But I I really want you to say something because this is wrong. This is wrong. And and you're like, well, it's fine. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you something. And this is what is 
you know, when I go back to my mom's comment, it's haunting for someone in their 70s to be like, it's not better. It's haunting. Because these are people who've lived through this. They can tell you stories about, yeah, I remember when Martin Luther King got killed. I remember when JFK got killed. I remember when Malcolm. They, they can tell you all these things. What happened? What They can tell you these things, right? So for them to be like, it's 2020, and it, I feel like it's worse because you, you, you shouldn't be experiencing this after all this time. That's powerful. And I, I said, I can see that. I said, I don't, I think, I, you know, from my vantage point, it stayed the same. I said, it's just the same. And we just are recording it and there's social media. So it's just more vocal people before, you you know, it would just happen locally. And then there would be no recourse and there would be no nothing. It's your word against them and it's done. And till this point, you, ha- you can have videotape, fingerprints, ID, DNA evidence, and still nothing happens. Okay? It still doesn't matter. Trayvon Martin is killed by a random fucking dude or who had no business doing it, and then they vilified this little kid for having weed in his system. Like, all you fucking white kids don't smoke weed out your ass all the time. Like, come on. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. And just say it. Just fucking say it. There's nothing wrong with saying it. It's an uncomfortable conversation. You feel uncomfortable? Why? You think I feel comfortable? You think this is comfortable for me? It's not comfortable. We're experiencing it. It's definitely not comfortable. But something needs to be done. And, you know, the last thing, this is going longer than I thought it was going to be going. The last thing, and it's actually going to come out in the next episode I released after this, is what I really am really disgusted by these days is that the narrative around action or what agenda the African African American community have is really been hijacked by celebrities and entertainers. And I think this is part of the problem. We went from a period of having people like Angela Davis, Asada Shakur, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, Martin Luther King Jr. to Charlemagne and whoever else. (laughs) Okay? And that's a problem. That is a big problem. And this is part of the reason why I feel like we're not getting any traction. And the Jesse Jacksons, all of them, they're out of touch. It's not the right leadership. The leadership is not there, right? So I am saying, hey, I want to see other people chime in, hold up the truth, speak truth to light, say it's wrong. But in terms of Black community and our leadership, it's fucked up. It's not there. And don't stop, stop listening to these people. Stop listening to these people. Be smart and organize at your local level, right? So a lot of this, though, social media, I want to say this, is good for awareness. So I'm not telling people to not post stuff, things like that. I think it makes sense. I think it makes total sense. But what I also want to see is true activism at the local level, right? Because when you have a Sean King, oh, I should say that. <laughs> who I'm pretty sure I've maligned before in previous episodes. <laughs> I have. And he is now, again, for like the umpteenth time, being accused of some type of laundering or fraud. Like, where is his money going when you guys are donating to his cause, his fake fucking revolution? Stop it. Stop it. People need to be, we have all the tools at our fingertips. We have all the tools with the Googles. It's not that hard like it used to be. You can just get everything just do a little bit of research to see who you're supporting and who you really are following in terms of 
thought leaders, activists, because a lot of them are shitty. And and that's real too. So I don't know where I went with all of <laughs> this emergency podcast. I just want to say, obviously you hear I'm very emotional about this and I, I'm not going to walk back anything I said because it's true. I think the clear messages are one, people need to speak out. It doesn't matter. It should not only be black people speaking out about this. The silence is deafening. It's not right. If you care about justice, period, you should be speaking out. If you have black people you care about in your lives, you should be speaking out, okay? And being a part of the solution, not a part of the problem, and showing some solidarity. That's key, okay? I want to be clear. That does not mean hijack the conversation. That doesn't mean hijack it. Oh, I know this happened to me. No, 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 no. Don't do that. But say, this is wrong. I support you. I agree this is wrong. And be a part of, hey, how can I help? How can I take action? Dude, that's important. That's important. We always talk about, oh, why is everything about race? Because people don't fucking want to address it. And people don't want to really come together. I say all the time, the issue with racism is that the relationships are fake. Okay? Because if you really had a deep relationship, a personal relationship that was beyond transactional and beyond superficial, if you really love and care about people, it would be too hard for you to just turn a blind eye. Because you know it affects someone that you love who's a friend deeply. So stop going on the surface and really dig into your heart and be like, yo, this is wrong. And help, you know, it can't just be black people alone. And on the flip side, shout out to everybody who's, you know, really doing the work. And I know it's a hard time. And I know it's emotional. It's like so depressing. Shout out to you. And for all these, I'm sorry, Uncle Toms and and tomfooleries and cocooneries out here, just shut up. I need you to shut up. Just don't say anything. Don't come back, oh, to shut up, okay? Because really, again, the people of color and the white people, y'all could be saying better shit than these idiots. So please, if if you're here for the tomfoolery and the cocoonery, just shut up. Don't say anything. Don't counteract with some, you know, all lives matter shit. That's stupid. It's ignorant. It's short-sighted. It's not even addressing the issue. It's like diversion tactics. Stop it. Okay? And, you know, to the families of so many people, I'm going to end it like this. I don't like to reveal my age on here, which I'm not trying to, but I will tell you this. I believe it was over 20 years ago. Amadou Diallo is an African immigrant who was gunned down outside his apartment in New York because he was holding a wallet and the police mistook it for a gun. And I remember protesting at that time uh, because of that. And for me to have been that young age doing that and for us to still be fucking here doing that and me thinking at the time, man, like civil rights, man, that was how many years ago we were talking about this and we still here, America, in the, in the, in the, the midst of this COVID crisis where things are clearly falling apart and America's held together by tape and a dream, we need to get it together. We need to get it together. So do your part. Do the right thing. That's all I can ask is for you to do the right thing. Speak truth to light. Tell the truth, shame the devil. That's it, folks. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Episode 50, emergency episode. This has been Gwen. Peace.